0: What is up everybody? So you're probably a little confused if you're looking at our uh, channel all the time or if you're one of our followers and you see this not episode 16, it's actually going to be titled Side Quest 1. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit different than a normal show. Um, Tanner, you want to explain a little bit about what this is? Because it's definitely off the beaten path, I should say. Oh yeah, man. Like If
1: you all have listened to the previous episode, you'll know that we finished season 2 with Turtles in Time and we're moving on to season 3 and the uh the first game of season three is going to be the legend of zelda ocarina of time but as you all know that game is really long that's like a 25 hour 30 hour game so it's taking us a little bit more time than we thought it would so just so we can have something out uh in between episodes that take a while we're going to start doing these called side quest and this basically is where we talk about things that we otherwise don't get to on the main episode so rpgs for instance RPGs take forever to, to play and beat. So me and Carter are going to talk about some of our favorite RPGs, how we got into them, et cetera. So uh, Carter, speaking of Ocarina of Time, just give people an update. Where
0: are you at on Ocarina of Time? Um, well, I've, um, I'm have i about to where you become an adult, I'm pretty sure. I'm right at that part. I'm 90% sure. Yeah, so you're about 35 40%, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, but I'm finally off work for these few days, so we're recording this podcast. And I'm as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to dive back into Ocarina of Time, and oh, yeah. I'm going to try to get it knocked out for this uh, before we record again. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to have the episode out by probably this weekend.
1: Uh, and as for me, I've already beaten the game. <laughs> I beat it in the first two days, but that that's only because I've beaten the game five times at this point, and I just started the master quest on uh, the GameCube. And that has been really, really fun for someone like me who's been to Ocarina that many times. It, it completely changes the game up from how I know it. Oh, but we'll we'll save that for the Ocarina Time episode. This episode is about RPGs. And Carter, today is your birthday, so happy birthday. Thank and you. Thank what you. better way to, talk, to celebrate your birthday than talk about RPGs?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is your favorite genre, isn't it? It is definitely my favorite genre, and um, it, it, that's the one thing that stinks about our podcast, if anything stinks about it. <laughs> it's just that we can't really oh, go yeah. into RPGs, because, I mean, like, if I was to pick something like, hey, let's play Final Fantasy VII, which I would love to do. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have to take at least two, three weeks, maybe a month, just to really put in the time it takes, <laughs> especially if you've never completely played through it before, because you got to figure some things out right which Uh i
1: mean to be fair
0: we have been kind
1: of like dipping our toes in rpgs with the new season three wheel i think we have two rpgs on it right
0: mario and luigi superstar saga and is beyond oasis an rpg um yeah beyond oasis is think of a legend of zelda but think of it for the um sega genesis so there's no like uh hit points and things like a turn-based RPG or anything like that, it's an actually like an adventure game, I guess you'd call it. Would you call Legend of Zelda more of an adventure game, like an adventure RPG, I guess? Well, that was one of the things I was going to ask you,
1: and we probably should cover
0: that now, because uh, like,
1: a lot of people honestly debate over this. Is, is Zelda an RPG? I think certain Zeldas are. I think Zelda 2 on the NES is absolutely an RPG. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, that game is 1,000% an RPG, and that's one of the hardest Zeldas, in my opinion, that i played. It's brutal. And yeah, I also I've think Breath of either. the Wild is a Western RPG. I think that that game is a lot like Skyrim, for instance, where it's so open world and so customizable. Uh, I think it's definitely an RPG.
0: Yeah, where you get the different equipment and things like that, and it upgrades your stats and everything. I could definitely see Breath of the Wild being more of an RPG. I, um, yeah. As for like
1: Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, I think those are definitely more uh, like a action-adventure
0: puzzle game. I don't think those are RPGs at all. I agree with that. Everything you just said, I agree with 100%. And that's probably the majority of what people would say about that. But I know a lot of people say, well, you're playing the role of Link. That makes it a role-playing game. But, I mean, RPGs have evolved so much since like they originally started that there's... I mean, there's tactics RPGs. There's turn-based RPGs. There's hack-and-slash RPGs. There's... Absolutely. Uh, Open world. Yeah, 100 you know, RPGs, I mean, there's so much. So, it's definitely... You can, I mean, just saying a game's an RPG now can mean a ton of things. So... <laughs> So,
1: yeah, so anyway, like we said, this is your favorite
0: genre. How did you get into RPGs, Carter? Like, what was some of your first experiences with the genre? Well, um, man, thinking back to the beginning of RPGs, I remember uh, being in school, and so I've got an older brother, and he's like three or four years older than me, actually three and a half, right at four.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's why a lot of the games I choose have been like, like Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time that we just did. Um, yeah. He grew up, you know, with that more arcade area and love those style games like you know the games you see on sega genesis and more like that yeah and so that's what i originally grew up with because you know whatever he thought was cool like i'm the younger brother like if he thinks it's cool it's cool you know <laughs> so, oh yeah totally. Yeah, i mean not not knocking those at all obviously i loved it i picked it for the podcast and everything but but as far as rpgs goes he's always hated him he thought it was the stupidest thing in the world with the hit points <laughs> and everything but yeah. uh, for me what really started rpgs for me uh believe it or not was pokemon back in fourth grade um, mm-hmm. So that really started the whole like you know, turn-based battling, hit points and everything. And I didn't know anything else about any turn-based games, um, aside yeah. from Pokemon. I thought it was very unique. And really, it wasn't even close to being the first one, obviously. I mean, you got stuff like Dragon Warrior, the original one, Dragon Quest, things like that. Oh, yeah. And that was back in like the early 80s. I think that might have been the one that like, inspired most of what you have today, is the original Dragon Warrior. It was Dragon Warrior, now it's Dragon Quest 1 yeah but um because it was there before final fantasy the first one but uh even those early pc
1: rpgs i think they one of them's called ultima
0: I, am i right yep. on that you were very right about that yep i've looked <laughs> i've watched some youtube videos on the history of rpgs not for this episode either just because i love the genre so much i've just that's oh, why yeah. I, you want to talk about rpgs i'm like yeah i'm not even taking notes i can i can just roll with <laughs> it because i just always look this stuff up yeah but uh
1: well, it's me and you similar. are very similar, man, because, yeah, I think I brought that up in the Pokemon episode. That was my uh, first – That actually, no, that wasn't my first experience with RPGs. My first one was that shitty uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets Game Boy Color game you, you looked up. Oh, man, that game When, when I first game. played it, man, I don't know what I was thinking as a kid, like playing a Game Boy Color game. But I expected it to be like the GameCube game or like, you know, like an action adventure open world type thing. (laughs) And when I played it, I was like, what the fuck is this? This combat makes no sense. It's too slow. Uh, The thing about Pokemon that I think is so brilliant is like the whole Pokemon aspect, because like, yeah, you're leveling up your Pokemon and stuff. But for kids, they love those like those creatures and the whole Pokemon and everything. And the fact that as you go up in levels, because typically in RPGs, All you see is just the numbers go up. You know what I mean? It's just like you're getting those numbers up so you can do more damage in battles. But with Pokemon, you're actually evolving them, and you can see visually that they're improving. So I think it's kind of like putting the pill in the sandwich or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, like it's just like (laughs) it's teaching kids how to play RPGs in a fun way. So I think it's a brilliant RPG to play if you're
0: new to it. And another thing about it, because like, like you mentioned, uh, a lot of RPGs, especially back when they were first becoming like like Dragon Warrior, like I'll probably pick it for the podcast one day, so I'm not going to ruin the po- ruin it for you. But I mean, you pretty much probably already know what it is. Yeah. But it's generally you just grind up and uh, get stronger, then you get better equipment, then you can go to the next place. And that's pretty much what most, RPG, it, most RPGs still stick to that formula. And it's, I mean, it's not bad. It's still fun, especially if you have a good story to keep you in it. And that's why oh, yeah. RPGs are sto- very, very heavily story driven. Mm -hmm. but uh pokemon man the way they put it on game boy like that and just i know we've already crushed it on that our other episode but just the fact (laughs) that they made it feel like a an entire adventure on the game boy was just impressive
1: oh totally man yeah because that uh pokemon is more of an eastern rpg right versus a western like the the whole turn-based combat which for people who don't understand the difference between eastern and western rpgs eastern are more turn-based so think more of like persona uh, Pokemon, Dragon, Dragon Quest, like those type of games. Uh, yep. Western is more like Bethesda, Skyrim, uh, Witcher Three, Fallout. Those are more your Western, more the open world. I think Eastern RPGs are more uh, character based in a way. Like I think the characters in Eastern RPGs are way better
0: than Western. Do you agree with that? Oh, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I, I use which I still love my Western RPGs. I love my Eastern RPGs. A lot of people call them just what JRPGs, even. Yeah, J, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. And, yeah, uh, JRPGs. Yeah, there's like I said, there's more than I mean. You can call it whatever you want to, but um, but yeah, yeah, I never got in. The first time I got into JRPGs was actually uh, when I bought a PlayStation Vita when I worked security. So this was you know ten years ago, 2011. Yeah, and I'm not saying I never played a JRPG before, but I never really got into them. Never really cared about them. But uh, mm-hmm. when I got my Vita, I got a game called Persona 4 Golden, which we you just mentioned Persona. And man, that game was just so awesome that I ended up buying several after that. And man, I've probably played. A ton of JRPGs after that. Of course, the Dragon Quest yeah. series is considered a JRPG too. So, I mean, and I've been playing it since I was a kid. Um, what about the then, newest one, Car? Because I know you absolutely love Dragon Quest Eleven. Is that and a, a Western or is that a J? Um That is a JRPG for sure. Like, okay, probably the best one ever made in my opinion. But, uh, <laughs> wow, that's, yeah, yeah, that's some high
1: it. praise. Because I know you've put you've played so many RPGs. Because the the Vita, that's, like, one of the main systems for RPGs, isn't it? Like, that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, it's got, like, uh, some of the games I have on uh, Vita are, are like, uh, I've got Disgaea 3, which is a tactics RPG, and it's very, it's pretty cool. It's a tactics RPG, not necessarily a JRPG, I guess you'd call it, but it is more like you're playing an anime. So, I mean, you know, that it's more Eastern. Yeah. Um, same thing with the... So the tactics uh, RPG Ford is more like I Fire know. Emblem, right? Where you have, like, your units and you move them around. Is that
1: is that how that plays?
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. My first uh, my first go-around with a Tactics RPG also was uh, Final Fantasy Tactics for uh, the original PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I got, um, like you mentioned, Pokemon is, is uh, like the first one you ever played, right? Which is the same for me, as far as RPGs yeah. go. Yeah, well, that's
1: the first one I got into. Har- that Harry Potter one was the first one I ever
0: played, but oh, yeah, that was yeah. the first one that got me into it. <laughs> that one shouldn't count, though. You can just throw that out. That looked terrible. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, like uh, Pokemon was the first one I played like that. But then I remembered uh, everybody always talking about these Final Fantasy games. And I had never played a Final Fantasy game before. And this was like in Mm -hmm. sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. So uh, there was a pawn shop right across the street from where I live. And I used to, I mean, like when I say right across the street, I mean literally like I could walk to it in like less than a minute. It was literally right across the road. Damn! And I used to walk over there and just look at, like, different games, and he had a Final Fantasy game one time for PlayStation, and it was, like, 19 bucks, and this was back when PlayStation was still, like, there was no PS2 yet, it was still back in that day. Yeah. And, you know, those games were, like, 60, 70 bucks, and it was blowing people's mind when they first came out, because they're like, God, those are so expensive, which now Mm -hmm. is just what they are. But, um, I remember I went over there, and he had a game called Final Fantasy 7, and it was $19, so I was like, yeah, I'll buy that, and... That was the first big RPG I really got into, aside from Pokemon, because I consider Pokemon a pretty full fledged RPG because it is. I mean, I know it's catered, it's easy and catered towards uh, like kids and everything, but that's still a full fledged like thirty hour experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, Final Fantasy VII was the first one that had like a huge story line that I got into, and that's really what hooked me on uh, RPGs because that's athlete. the first uh,
1: yeah that's by far the first uh, final fantasy game I ever played uh, and it was pretty recent. I think it was like four or five years ago that I beat the the original and yeah. I, I loved it man because there's so much hype around that game like that is one of those games that's like in the top 10 of people's list you know so i I, I was kind of looking at it like how good is this like seriously how good is this and I loved it, it, it the characters are incredible and
0: it, have you played the remake they came out with a few years back? Um, I've got it downloaded, but I never really got around to playing it. And as a huge like, I just told you, Final Fantasy VII was the first one I ever played. Yeah. Like as far as like the big RPGs I got into, and um, I've been itching to play it, and I've got it downloaded, ready to go on my PS4 because I think they gave it out with PlayStation Plus one month. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just never got around to playing it because I've been playing. Well, I've been playing other RPGs. I've mentioned uh, Trails of Cold Steel so many times on this uh, podcast. But uh, I just finished the first one, and now I can. I got to where I can upload it now, so I can actually move on to the second game now, which is pretty cool. That's what I, that was my goal. But uh, I'm only going to do yeah. that whenever we play like games that don't take uh, 30 hours to beat or 20 hours to beat, whatever our cream of time was. I forgot it was like 20 to 30. I think 25, I, I think, longer. is what it said. But for people right. who don't know what they're doing, it'll take longer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's gonna. I don't. I've never gone through it. Like I'm about to, as far as I've ever gone, and I've already. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say that. Like, like i said this isn't uh what this podcast is this is like the side this little side piece to our uh main action right <laughs> so, right absolutely but uh, but
1: as for the final fantasy 7 remake it only covers the first disc on the uh, ps1 version so you're only in midgar for the entire game and i think they're going to be releasing a part two and a part three so that goes to show like how big this game is like the original uh, Final Fantasy 7 is massive. Like there's just so many different environments
0: and it like how long do you think that game is? Carter? Like 40 hours maybe? Um I think it took me right at 50 hours my first time ever beating. it. I think I was at 52 hours and some odd minutes. Yeah. And, it's uh, a long ass game. Yeah, it's three discs on the PlayStation 1, so <laughs> Yeah. And that tells you something. Uh yeah, like
1: so what what do you prefer more? Like do you prefer more the eastern or more the western RPG? Like if you had to pick one, what would you pick?
0: Um I would say I probably yeah, That's a really tough one because I know western RPGs entails like Skyrim and things like that. Now Skyrim's been around forever now, like what 10, 10 years. years it just passed its 10 year anniversary. Yeah, it's time to move on Bethesda, but uh, but they are, <laughs> but Slowly but surely, but I'm still expecting them to release it for PS5 and everything just because that's what they do. But yeah,
1: for <laughs> no, sure. Like,
0: I love those so much. Like, obviously, I love all of them, but I do lean more towards the Eastern titles now. That's that what I'm I older. thought you'd say. Now that I'm older, it's like I start leaning that way just because their stories are flushed out better and there's a lot more to them, it seems like. Yeah. Um, like, would you consider Goemon more of an adventure RP or an adventure game, like adventure puzzle game, kind of like Zelda instead of like an RPG game. Cause that, like, yeah, the, I think I would consider it more game. of a
1: adventure puzzle type because, uh, I think it has that, like the reason you're thinking that is it has that Japanese art style and it, yeah. uh, heavily is Japanese based, but I think it is more of an action adventure. Cause it has like the dungeons and all that. Like there really is no stats of any kind. It's just kind of, right. you're going through the levels. I would definitely, right. there might be a going on game. that's an RPG. I don't know enough about the,
0: the series. See, that's where I get, because uh, get, RPG just stands for a role-playing game, right? Like, yeah. Like, so that's why, like, I mean, obviously when I think of RPGs, I think of turn-based combat, hit points, magic points, things like that. Right. But technically, like, a game like Link to the Past would be a, considered, like, an adventure role-playing game, because you're just going on that adventure puzzle platformer. But, like, this is where the, the genres evolve so much. Like, if you called it an RPG, people would be like, well, you know, not really. Not anymore. Yeah. So that's why it's... Because I mean, like if, if you if you, you go by that or... logic,
1: every game ever made could be a role playing game because you're playing a character that's going on an adventure. You know, like it, you, it gets really nitty gritty, but like like you're, like you're saying, saying the turn based. Like some JRPGs do have that combat to where it's more uh, like real time. It's not like you're doing that because, like Kingdom Hearts, for instance, you're moving around. If it, it, it controls more like a action adventure game, but it's an RPG. The same yeah. with the, that Final Fantasy VII remake. It's not turn based. It's like you're you're running around. Uh, controlling your character like that.
0: Oh yeah, there's a there's a. Have you ever played a hack and slash RPG? No. Like well, explain. Like, what is it? Um, pretty much, it's like a like one of the series I played on Vita that I got into hardcore was called Ease, and it's just Y S. That's literally the title of the game Ease. I've heard of it. I've never right. played them. I played Ease Memories of Celceta. That's one. There's a game called Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. That was the first one I've ever played, and that was on PS2. Mm-hmm. That was a hack, hack and slash. So essentially, it's like um you get to pick like say a dwarven fighter or something I think of skyrim right like you just run around in that third person okay. view and then um you'll have hit points and health and things like that and then when you go into fight monsters it's just like you push x and it swings toward um have you ever played diablo i know we were playing oh that yeah before. okay okay yeah. yeah that would be considered uh, more of a hack and slash rpg because you're running around with like a a barbarian and when you hit something you know you're not like turn-based you're just going in and just going to battle right like there is right. no uh, turn-based action it's just real time so that's more of a hack and slash rpg and i love those those are very awesome i can yeah. see the are they always yes. like kind of dungeon crawling like like diablo or do they are they a little bit more like can they be different from that um most of the ones i played have been well diablo's really into dungeon crawling big time. It's kind of like what you do just to level up your character and gain loot. Loot. Yeah. Um, the ease game is more of a storyline and it's a huge storyline. Like it goes and oh, gosh, it's so good. Like it, it's really up there with one of my favorites since, since I got a beta, but uh, mm-hmm. like I beat, let me put it this way. I played the first one I played was memories of Celceta. Right. Then I went and beat yeah. the Ark of Nepotism, I think it is. And then I beat e 7, I beat e 8, I beat... Um, there was one more that I played that I beat, Ease Origins, I think. So <laughs> I went down yeah. through a list and just started knocking them out because they're so good. But yeah, that, that's what we were talking about before
1: we even started this podcast. I'm like, Carter, you're going to freaking blow me away with these RPGs because you have probably played triple the amount, especially Eastern. Because whenever I was younger... Like to answer the question earlier, I was way more into Western RPGs than I was Eastern. Right. Just like I just, uh, it wasn't that I didn't like them. It's just I like that more open world aspect of Fallout 3, Skyrim. I just love that whole open world thing. But the more I get older, it's kind of like I don't have the time and I don't, like, once you've seen an open world before, you kind of be like, all right, I've been through this again and again and again. Like I, you start to get to the point where, it's just the same old stuff like you're exploring the world and it's fine. But don't get me wrong. Like when the new Elder Scrolls comes out, I'm going to be loving it whenever that's it comes cool. out. But at this point, I'm looking more for a streamlined, like turn based uh, RPG. because I love that whole grinding aspect of it. I love turning off my brain and, and like leveling up your characters yeah. and stuff. That is just I don't know. There's something about it that's so fun. So now as yeah, I get older, I'm more in the Eastern than Western.
0: Yeah, that's the same thing for me, just because it becomes more of a relaxing thing. Like I wake up in the morning before I got to go to work or something mm-hmm. um, like the, my, my morning routine when I worked on the ambulance for so many years. Um, so I was going through persona five at the time when it first came out and I grabbed it as soon as it dropped. And um, when I was going, through I might have been a few months late on that one, actually, but it, it, not important. But anyway, I would wake up in the morning and while I'm drink, like I'm talking like four thirty in the morning because me and my wife worked together at the time. Yeah. Uh, we weren't married yet, but where were we? <laughs> I don't she hears that, but um, no, we uh, we were together. I don't think we were married yet. We got married while we worked on the ambulance together, but I don't know what the time frame was. Not important though, anyway. Yeah. I'm sidetracking now, but I would literally wake up in the morning like a couple hours before she had to get up because we had to leave the house, I think, around 6 30. So I'd get up around 4 mm-hmm. and I would make me some coffee. And then I would just sit there and grind on persona five. Cause it was just like a relaxing way to get up and get going. And you don't really have to like focus on what you're doing so much. It's like, like uh, if right. you're Zelda or something, you know, you've got, okay, you got to jump, jump, and then you got to jump back before something happens. You got to keep go. a track of the dungeon in your mind, you know, like you exactly. can't lose it's, where you're at. Right. And it's like a, even something like super Mario World or something where it's like, you got to keep your reflexes going real quick. And I'm not saying they're not fun. I love playing those. Obviously look at the game. Right. But, uh, just something about an RPG, just waking up and just playing, or even if you're just wanting to relax in between, like in between calls when I was at work. I loved playing Trails of Cold Steel because I could just literally just grind for a while and don't have to really worry about it. Just, you know, you're pushing X and grinding, just making yeah. sure nobody dies. I Speaking of that. Persona 5, man, that was the
1: first Persona game I ever played because I, I still to this day have never played Persona 4 and I've always wanted to so bad because, like, like, people like you always say it's incredible. And I'm, I'm like, man, I want to play it. I played Persona 3. And I really enjoyed it, but I have never played Persona uh, Four. But anyway, as for Persona Five, that is just a—I think that's a ten out of ten game. Honestly, uh, it's just the art style. The, the characters are almost uh, unbeatable, and yeah, like I like agree. you were saying, you can go in that mementos—is that what it's called? Like yeah, where you can go the grind
0: and just I'm just grind. Yep. Yeah, I did. It's I just, say Mementos. <laughs> just And the, the
1: soundtrack to that game is incredible. They recently added the soundtrack to Spotify, and I have some of the songs from that game
0: on my uh, list. It's just oh, so man. good. It's so good that uh, I didn't know it was on there, and I searched so many times, but now that I know, I want to download it. <laughs> yeah, they have Persona 3, 4, and 5, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, I'll get a 4 and 5 for sure. Now, Persona 3, the only one I really played was Persona 3 Portable. That's on PSP. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it after I beat Persona 4 Golden. And it's a little bit different. Like, it's definitely still a very good game. And you get the. Con- I think the combat's better on Persona 3 Portable than the other Persona 3 versions because you can control yeah. all the characters. And I don't think you can on the other versions. I think you just control one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong about that because I've not really played them, but I'm pretty sure that was one of the pros to it. Yeah. But also, you're not really wandering around the world. You're just like, you'll go to a map and it'll have people like sitting around a couch or they'll be sitting around. Um, Different areas of the school, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a point and click. You will just point and click and talk to them, and then go to the next one. you're like a dot moving around, so it's it's a little bit different. But it's still, yeah. and the cutscenes are more like uh, it'll play the music and they'll be talking, but instead of having an actual anime cutscene, it'll have like uh, screenshots, are portraits. Like, yeah, so it's, it's still yeah. pretty good. It'll get you into the story real good. Like I put about thirty hours into it, but it's just uh, it's not as good as like four and five as far. as portable was anyway I should say persona 3 portable. There's some people out there who listen to who are listening to this who are probably going <laughs> to rip me apart cuz they love it cuz there's a lot yeah. of people who love it. Cuz
1: persona 3 there. seems to be when that series really became a thing. Like cuz persona 1 and 2 people love uh I think, but persona 3, 4 and 5 are always what people talk about yeah you know the ones
0: like uh they still make like the dancing remixes and stuff too and including all their
1: yeah on smash
0: brothers they have uh like
1: the the skins and different maps of three four and five they don't have one and two so that's like the fan favorites for sure
0: oh yeah yeah that was that's a great series though and i like that you mentioned you, you'd consider persona 5 a 10 because i mean i, I would too that's it's hard to find flaws with that game unless you're just like one of those people who's just like yeah i don't like RPGs okay then you yeah you and even like with it. the have you played royal the one that they like the expansion to five um i didn't play
1: the expansion royal no have you oh yeah it's it's awesome they added like a whole cuz that game is so long i think it took me 110 hours to beat it it was long no. as shit but uh, it, I would say it adds an, a, like an extra 20 hours and adds a new character that can join your your group and yes, a bunch of different added, things that they added. So yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it has like a post-game section to the story to uh follow, follow it along. So, yeah, it's worth playing for sure if you haven't.
0: Right. That's like um, I'd love to add Persona 4 to the podcast sometime, which we'd never be able to play through it because it took me, I think, six. it takes about 60, 65 hours to play through. Damn. And yeah. I played Persona 4 Golden, and Golden adds a new character. It adds uh, new things to do, and it adds a whole new dungeon at the end. So, Persona yeah, 4 that's Golden, what it I
1: sounds call. So, that basically sounds like what Royal is to five.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why I like, I figure the storyline, the main storyline is pretty much the same. They just added a whole lot of extra filler content. And I don't mean that in a negative way either, because this podcast that we're doing right now is filler content, right? But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying, though. Like they just added a bunch of cool extra stuff and more things to do for the main character, and that just kind of fills out the game. Like if you never played Persona 5 before, don't get Persona 5. Get Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like the definitive way of playing it, for sure. So anyway, going back to what we were saying about, like I, I mentioned, Smash Brothers, uh, Nintendo for a second. There's a game that you talk about so much, and I have never beaten. I probably put an hour into it, and that is mm-hmm. Mario RPG. Could you
0: explain to me why you think that game is so good? (laughs) Because you love that game, man. And I didn't even know what that game was. I mean, uh, so I, I know I always talk about the place that we used to go rent video games all time was premier video, right? Yeah. And that was one of the early RPGs I played, but, uh, we went and rented that game one time. It was Mario RPG and the legend of the seven stars and Mm -hmm. super Mario RPG. And, um, I didn't know that that was a square. It was a square Enix game or a square game. Yeah, Uh, it is. And, um, I played through it, and that was just so friggin' cool. Like, gosh, I don't want to ruin it for you, because I'm going to put it on the podcast eventually. How long does it take to beat that game? It's not nearly as long, is it? No, no, no. I think I think in 20 hours you'll have it wrapped up. I think it's less than 20, if I'm not mistaken. I know we looked them all up before. I have it on the
1: Wii U, so it's ready to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, that, I think that's incredible that you can get it that way, too. Like I yeah, wish they did the they switch. That of the course, new? they've never added it, which is a fucking bone to pick with Nintendo, like we do every podcast. That's gotta got have something to do with Square, though. I'd imagine. Like I'm sure, probably. Not just yeah, it. I'm sure they would add it if they could. you know, why well, I don't know because
1: Nintendo's been buddy buddy with Square recently. Like they just added Sora from Kingdom Hearts to Smash Brothers, and uh, there was something else, but I can't remember what they just did with Square. But yeah, they, they've been. Oh, they, they released the Geno uh, me costume. So I don't know. It, it could be
0: Square, but I, I'm thinking it's more Nintendo just being greedy. It could be. I feel like if because everybody who loves that game like clamors about the game. Yeah. I feel like if they wanted to drop a like a remake of it somehow, like they did with like uh, Links Awakening and everything, like you know, up up the graphics on it's pretty much all they have to do, and drop it for you know forty, fifty, sixty bucks a pop. People's gonna buy it. Like I would. Like. <laughs> I mean, that's just, and they know they can do that too. So why, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's a game that needs to be remade because I think like the younger generation doesn't really
1: know what Mario RPG is. And if that came out today, which I, I mean, the game like you say is amazing, and it probably doesn't need a remake. But I think if it had like the Link's Awakening treatment, people would love that game. Yeah, you know
0: they, what I mean, yeah, like I love the uh, I love the original Link's Awakening, and I mean, I don't know. I, me or Jared both love that game, so one of us will probably put it on the podcast eventually because we've been hitting at it a little bit. We but, need a two D Zelda because they're different from three D. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, I was tempted to pick Link to the Past, but the game I picked, Beyond Oasis, is very similar. You'll you'll figure that out whenever we play it. But um, yeah. But yeah, gosh, Super Mario Bros. is so good. I wish like I said, I, I don't want to dive into it too much because I want to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mario
1: in general, dude, has so many good RPGs. Like, like, like we said, Mario RPG. But Paper Mario. Like, I played uh, Paper Mario, A Thousand Year Door on the GameCube growing up. That's yeah. an incredible
0: RPG, and people Absolutely. still love it. That's that's what people say is the the best Paper Mario game. Have you ever played one? No, but I've always heard people talk about Paper Mario games. Which you know, I've not had a Nintendo system until you know between Super Nintendo to Switch. So. Yeah. The more well, recent know, ones kind of suck ass. Like the one on 3ds, Wii U, and Switch, people say aren't great, but the one on Wii, GameCube, and 64, people love. Well, one of the games I picked for the uh, the current wheel we're on is Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. That's another one. I wasn't even going to mention that. Yeah, and I love that game. I'm, like I said, I'm definitely not that's on the wheel now, so we're not talking about that. But. Uh... I did yeah. look up how long it takes to beat for the podcast. I think it's like 15 hours. F- something oh, that's, that's great. Minutes. That's
1: perfect. Yeah, that's why yeah, I played The only it. Mario and
0: Luigi game I played is Partners in Time, which was the sequel on the DS. I've never right. played Superstar Saga. They they remade, or they didn't remake it, but they released Superstar Saga on the DS as well, so you can actually find No,
1: no, game. they did remake it, Carter, uh, like two years ago. It's on the 3DS.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, it the one that, that, because they remade uh, Bowser's Inside Story too, which is another Mario and Luigi game. Okay. Cause I seen Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions, maybe something like that. Yeah, um, that's like that's kind of like what they did with 3D World. They added Bowser's Fury. It's kind of like a side game that they added, like tacked onto it. Yeah, I seen that at the one of the game shops I was looking at. And it was like twenty five bucks. I think it was on DS. I don't know if it was 3DS. So they might have remade another one for it. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure like Mario and Luigi's done right. Like I think the the place Alpha Dream that used to make those. I think it kind of closed its doors and they're. Not want to make Yeah, more up that's
1: Nintendo's fault, in my opinion, because the the 3DS was out the door, and they were still trying to pump out some titles for it, and uh, some of the last ones were Mario and Luigi remakes. If they would have made the remakes on the Switch, I think it would have been a different story, and that company would still be going, because those games got yeah. great reviews, but people weren't really buying 3DS games at that point. They were moving
0: on. So, yeah, I'd consider picking up a remake of Mario and Luigi, because I mean... Yeah, well, I 100%, because those games like are, are excellent. But yeah, like, I don't, know, I don't know about the Mario yeah. Luigi games. Like, it's kinda, I kind of—I never expected to see those like, kind of go downhill. But I never played it past the, the first one I picked. So,
1: That's yeah, true. What
0: I can do? Yeah, like, and we were mentioning tactical RPGs, and we're still on Nintendo. Uh,
1: Fire Emblem Three Houses. Remember when me, you, and Jared bought the, that? Like, and we were going to pick the different houses,
0: like based on what we got. Yeah, I think I got the blue lions, and you got. Yeah, the I got the the. the what was it? Yellow deer or, or something yeah, like that. The yellow deer, something like that. <laughs> was the, uh, <laughs> like the red eagles or whatever that other house was. Like, people, yeah, I can remember that, that, that was a,
1: that was a really cool game. That was, that was my maybe. first
0: official fire emblem. Was that your first one? It was yeah. I actually messed around with an emulator and played one like a long time ago, but never got into it. So that was I consider that the first one I ever played, and it was awesome though. Like I know we're sitting there like making fun of it, like oh yellow deer, red bird, but like it it was (laughs) awesome though. Like I'm not knocking it at all. Love that game. We never did beat it though. You were the only one who beat it. That's crazy.
1: I know that is wild because I, I thought you all were gonna uh, play it to the end, but that was at the holidays and things were going on, but yeah, it combined everything that I love, like it had that Harry Potter element where you're out of school and it had the houses, but it also had the RPG thing, and uh, yeah, the characters the were awesome the The main thing about fire emblem games I love is that your uh friends and you're like uh, the people you can play as can die, and that is just such a cool thing. Like you gotta really take care of them in battle.
0: Um, yeah, I know, like, that's uh, that's crazy about that game. Like, if they die, they die, which is, I love that aspect in uh, RPG games because it makes you really want to be more careful. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, if it doesn't matter, you can just go through and keep, you know, slashing over and over until you figure it out. Like, eh, eventually, I'll bust through. But, man, oh, yeah. i got a pretty cool story, though, about uh, my first tactics RPG, Final Fantasy Tactics. Go for it. So, uh-huh. so the first game, uh, the first battle ever in Final Fantasy Tactics, and if you played this game, you know this well. You start out, and you're Ramza and Delita. That's two of the main characters of the game. Mm-hmm. And there's like thieves in town and they send you out to get them because you're in like the school or something like that. I haven't played it in so long. I don't remember the storyline exactly. I know the ending very well because that's one of my I used to play that game over and over all the time. Yeah, but uh, I didn't know how to select more than two characters, so you can essentially set a field of you know, I think it's five or six, like plus the two that you have. And mm-hmm. I would play that. I thought that was the hardest game in the world because I would always try to beat, because there's six or seven thieves that are in town. Yeah. And you have to beat them. You know, you, you play the turn based RPG. So I'm pretty much like, think of Fire Emblem and I only use the two main characters and didn't have nobody else on the field. Like, no other oh, classmates. <laughs> and I pretty much played that first one over and over and over. And I remember coming back the next day thinking, my gosh, I got to be able to beat this one way. And I got right to the end and I got so good at playing with those two that I beat every single uh, of the thieves that were there, all seven of them except for one. Uh-huh. And he hit Ramza and knocked him down, which is the main hero. And he's not dead yet yeah. until like they have a timer on the game. And once it hits one and zero, your your soul becomes a crystal, and then you're dead. So uh, it was on the countdown, and then that guy had five hit points left. There are six hit points left. Delita, when he hits with his sword, does seven damage, so he would have killed him. And there's a move he can use called dash that does three. And he done dash and done three damage, and then he died, and I lost. <laughs> oh my God. Then I figured out you can use all those other characters, and actually because you had to use the L1 and R1 to select through them, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a kid. I didn't know. So then when I finally started selecting the characters, I was like, oh, my God, that's easy as hell. <laughs> oh, that, man. But, man, I just remember it took yeah, me days th- to get past it. Man, is that a game that you could pick for us at some point or is that a long oh, game? absolutely yeah it's it's a fairly long game but i mean i used to think games were so long and i think it could be like 24 hours 25 hours but that one likes to be longer just because those tactics rpgs man you can take one battle and keep training up and spend two hours in one battle and train your character up immensely oh yeah for sure uh the only tactical rpg i heard of growing up because i think the first
1: one i ever played was this uh, fire emblem game honestly which was what a year or two ago uh, yeah. Was have you ever heard of Advance Wars on the GBA?
0: Um, I see that in the top like five or top ten list all the time.
1: Yeah, I've never uh, They're remaking the first two games on Switch, and I'm probably going to be picking that up because people say those those games are incredible. And I I mean I believe it, and I love that combat style. It's just so cool. Like I because I love strategy type games. And that's all oh, that is. Yeah.
0: yeah, I love that strategy that goes into them. And yeah, I just looked up a Final Fantasy Tactics, and it is 40 hours, so I probably won't be picking that. <laughs> like, I was trying to cut my limit at 20 hours. I know Ocarina of Time is 25 hours, but, I mean, you can't have a retro podcast without that game on there at some point. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I try to keep it under 20. So that's why I think Mario & Luigi, I think it's in the teens and things like. Other games I picked are all in the – I try to keep it under 20, but, yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. pick Tactics. That's double yeah. that.
1: Well, that's the beauty of this side quest thing because we can still talk about them, you know, like about ga- and maybe I'll I'll check it out sometime, you know, because I would love, you, honestly, you tell me that made me interested in playing it. Yeah, so, yeah. oh, it's awesome. I'll, I'll check, check it out.
0: highly, highly recommend it because it's one of my, I mean, it's one of my favorite Final Fantasies of all time, much less just because the storyline's that good with Final Fantasy Tactics. And uh, there's a guy yeah. I worked with, um, and I mentioned that game, and this was like, you know, this has been a little while ago. Like when I worked at Shintel, and mm-hmm. I mentioned to him, I was like, yeah, so I used to play Final Fantasy Tactics. And then he mentioned, like, he plays it all the time. He got his kids playing it. He's beat it 100 times. I mean, a lot of you either you're going to really love the game or you're going to just not like it at all. But I, but that's if you like Tactics RPGs, you're probably going to love it because the storyline's just incredible. So many curves. Oh, balls. yeah. Yeah, I'll
1: <laughs> check it out for sure. Um, I, this is kind of a, a monkey wrench in the whole thing. Do you want to pivot a little bit and talk about MMO RPGs? Uh, one in particular that I know we both have played a lot. Are you going to talk about RuneScape? <laughs> RuneScape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because C- I really didn't think about RuneScape. I just now pop in, popped in my head, but that might be one of my first RPG experiences because I, I'll i never forget going to Jared's house when he lived in that big-ass house on that hill. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, and absolutely. I would go to his house, and he was playing RuneScape, and it was – it's just what – like I said, I think I said in a previous episode, that was one of the five games that really – blew my mind i think it was just because you're playing with real people and and like that whole i don't know because yes. i never played an online
0: game before and that was just so mind-blowing like wait, my, did you start playing it around the time that he did yes my favorite thing about that story is like a lot of people are playing runescape classic right yeah that is a hundred percent not runescape classic there's oh, a little yeah yeah, yeah. there's classic. one that came out in what 2001 or something Yes, that's the first one I remember playing ever, because we, uh, we had computers in our homeroom class, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. I remember at a certain point of the, uh, the day, we would be able to get on the computers for like half an hour or so, something like that. And everybody was playing this game called RuneScape. So every I was I remember walking around, I'm like, oh, I was like, can you really talk to other people? <laughs> They're like, yes. I'm like, so I remember, uh, I think it was might have been Justin Carter, maybe, and Trey Hunt, they were playing. Yeah. I remember I'm like, you all are together? They're like, Yeah, we're going through this place and they were showing me how you can train up and everything and I and it completely just I mean, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> it was yeah. like a eight bit, sixteen bit looking like old, like now it probably would be like total shit. But I, I mean I'm telling you, if they released that version somewhere, I would play the I would play it. Oh, I'm sure. Just because it would be hundred percent nostalgia though. I'd probably get sick of it quick, but I'll never forget yeah. my first time ever playing it at home uh, and I I had dial-up internet so I, it was literally back in the day of mom can I use the internet for a little while because you know it would type the phone line because <laughs> you know it would do that whole like Dan Da-da, da it yeah you're like dying or a robot down a slow death yeah so it was do it would do that and I would log in and I would play RuneScape, and I remember Jared would, took me to the cows to train. And I just thought that was, like, kick of ass, man. Like, it was the craziest thing because I'm like, holy shit, this is my first time ever playing with, like, my friends online after school. Mm-hmm. We in the same place. It was the coolest experience ever. Like, I mean, it was, seriously. Yeah, it was personally. fucking mind-blowing,
1: dude, because the, the funny thing that we still joke about to this day is I named my character Mario Shelton, which is my name with yeah. Mario in the front. And, all, <laughs> and I made my character look just like Mario. I had a mustache, a red shirt, jeans, because I was such a Mario kid. But I would stand in Lumbridge on the side of the road and say five gold for a poop joke because I didn't know what an RPG was and I didn't know how to earn money. So I would just ask right. for money for a poop joke. And one time a guy came up to me and gave me 30 gold and I just fucking booked it because I was like, holy shit, someone just gave me 30 gold and I could not believe it. I thought he could kill <laughs> me right there on the spot. But uh, we were talking about this in the previous episode. Jared has made an RPG called Tanner's Big Adventure, which is it stars me as a character. <laughs> Yes, And that Mario Shelton is in the first town as an Easter egg I mean, just amongst nice. us.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned uh, that because I really want to put pressure on him to finish that because, gosh, he's got I watched 10 hours of gameplay probably or not 10 hours. Probably, oh, yeah. Probably, 10 yeah. Hours of gameplay. I'm sorry. I meant two hours. But it's yeah, just,
1: so, just so people don't know, that is basically an RPG Jared has made on his own for the past, what, seven years. He's been working on that damn thing
0: or yeah, something. It's Arnold been a long just time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he like I would say he'll put maybe ten hours into it every year. Like just a little bit here and there. But one day he will eventually get finished. But I'm the main character in it, and it's just a bunch of uh, inside jokes amongst our friend group. But it, if that ever does get released, I will release it to the retro gamer listeners. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll let them listen to it
0: <laughs> or, or play it. Uh, Jared might care because of some of the stuff he put in. It. It's probably a little bit like whoa, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, yeah, that Mario yeah. Shelton guy—he's—he's he's asking for five GP for a poop joke in the main town. Yeah, I love—I love that you mentioned that though, just because so, I really hope you finish it. Even if he—if we never release it to anybody else, I just want to see the ending, just because man, it's—it's it's, like I said, it, everybody else probably wouldn't have fun with it, but we would. Just because yeah. of the inside jokes for us, it's a hundred percent. You would just have Carter's in it too, and he's Link in it. You're dressed like
1: Link, right? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> good stuff. And, yeah. Well, uh, there's another thing we haven't really... I mean, we've talked about Eastern RPGs. you want to get a little bit into more of the Western side? Sure. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, the first Western RPG that I seriously got into was probably Fallout 3. That game Ooh, was nice. fucking mind-blowing as a kid. Because, uh, well, I'll get into this. Because here at the end of this, we forgot to mention it. Uh, we're going to get into our favorite RPG of all time. Or maybe just our most influential or whatever. Because I have one for sure. But uh, I would go to my friend's uh, Nick's house, who was my best friend throughout middle school and high school. And recently, honestly, what's crazy is this past week we started uh, chit-chatting again, and we're becoming friends again. Because after high school, you know, sometimes friends just shit happens, and people have lives and stuff. Yeah. But this, this, but this guy was like my best friend, and we I would go over to his house every weekend, and we would play Nintendo games. We were both Nintendo fans, and that's what we would play. But one day I went over to his house, and he had an Xbox three hundred and sixty. And as a kid, it's so funny, like that whole console, console war thing. I got kind of, like, jealous. I'm like, dude, why are you playing this? We're Wii guys. We play Wii. <laughs> and, <laughs> was on but, <laughs> but he's like, no, 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 dude. This this shit is legit. And he he sat me down in front of the TV, and we started playing Fallout 3. And uh, in the, how you start that game is you basically grow up in the vault. So you start out as a baby. Then you go to 10 years old, then 17. And then once you're 21, you leave the vault. And that big ass open world dude, that completely. That that's one of those games that changed my my mind. Like when it comes to games, like that that made me get an Xbox three hundred and sixty. That made me uh, rethink my whole simple minded Nintendo fanboy thing. It was just a mind blowing experience, man. Have you ever played
0: it? Oh yeah, that was one of the staples on my PlayStation three days. Because uh... yeah. I got a PS3 one Christmas because I always wanted. To, I mentioned that before on the podcast. Metal Gear Solid. I wanted one, two, three, and then four came out on a PlayStation three. So I was like, "Well, I mean, Xbox be damned. I don't care what they put out. I'm getting Metal Gear Solid 4. So yeah. that's why I got my PS3. And I remember getting Fallout three, and my gosh, dude, that was like 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 you're saying that was just completely mind blowing, just yeah. crazy experience. Like I never had nothing like that before. Well, no, because I, I guess Oblivion. What, what a was you bit. gonna say? Said, well, maybe Oblivion for a little bit. That was kind of similar, like not. Uh, that was a huge open world like that. I, right? I, that, you might, you might have played Fallout Three first. Pretty sure I mm-hmm. played Oblivion before that, and I might even played Morrowind before that. I didn't get too much into Morrowind though. I have never period. played Morrowind at all. But people still say. Some people swear, but that that's
1: one of the best uh, Bethesda games or Elder Scrolls games. I've never played it though.
0: Well, I played it um, a little bit as a kid, not too much. And then I'm pretty sure it was Oblivion or... I can't remember if it was Oblivion or Fallout 3 first. I'm pretty sure it was Oblivion. Yeah. But Fallout 3 was amazing, of course. I didn't know nothing about Fallout 3 until Jared mentioned it. And he mentioned it was like a an arcanum for uh, PS3 or for like modern, I guess you could call it. Yeah. But uh, man, I played it to death. I loved Fallout 3. I even played Fallout New Vegas. I got Fallout 4 on my laptop, but for some reason, like, and I'm not knocking PC gaming. I love it. Because you can just, I mean, I can just hook my Xbox One controller up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just harder for me to, like, pull out my laptop, get on that small screen, turn it on. Even though it's, like, a 15-inch screen, it's perfectly suitable for gaming. I mean, it's a gaming laptop. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't like gaming on my laptop. I just don't. I'd rather That's just play PlayStation Yeah. Game. It,
1: it, honestly, what it comes down to for me is, like, being comfortable while you're playing a game, you know.
0: That's what you got to be. If you're not right, comfortable playing, playing it, again. then it kind of ruins everything. Yeah, but, again, you can just simply hook my laptop up to my TV through an HDMI cable, then boom, you're good to go. I just yeah. I just would rather just turn my PlayStation on and put Fallout 4 in that. Like, I'd just rather do that. Like I said, I'm not going to knock anybody who plays PC games, because I think PC is probably the best way to go if you can put enough money into it. Yeah. But I just, like I said, i just rather play PlayStation where all my friends are online or everything like that. Like, I know that's like, it's just more a whole different for sure. quest episode about that, but. Sorry about that, man. But anyway, back to
1: Fallout Three. Uh, just that whole world and the atmosphere and like that—that oldies music. Like, because that honestly got me into that. Some of those 40s and 50s songs. <laughs> like, if I hear them, like I was, like I, it, I immediately think of Fallout, and I and I like some of those songs. But uh, from that point on, I was Bethesda oh, yeah, fanboy. And then once uh, Skyrim came out, I mean, now Skyrim is a bit of like a inside joke. Cause they've re-released it 10,000 times, but you got to think back then when it came out 10 years ago, that was um one of those games that was just like a definitive game of that generation. It was just so awesome. Like it was, I don't know. Skyrim was just amazing. I remember being in seventh grade mm-hmm. and watching the trailer with all my friends, like surrounding, cause we were in the computer lab and we watched the trailer when it dropped and it was just like, Holy shit. You know?
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent know what you're talking about. Like, um, uh... One game, I'll say this, I've never truly beaten Skyrim. Like, I'd go through it and do a bunch of the side quests, but I never really did beat Skyrim. Now, Oblivion, I have beaten to death several times over. I loved Oblivion. Same. The Morrowind, I know we mentioned that one. I got into Morrowind um, when I was in the Navy, and I was in my barracks. Actually, it was one of the computer games they had for sale at the next, so I went and bought it and literally uh, spent hours upon hours playing it just over and just on my laptop and... That's when I got into Morrowind a lot and I agree that Morrowind is really like I think Oblivion is my favorite one still but Morrowind's right there. I put it above, I put both of them above Skyrim and I absolutely still yeah. love Skyrim. And I think Skyrim's probably a more advanced better game but I just like the other two better.
1: But yeah, I think Skyrim uh cuz I was talking like pre-release as a kid like cuz I I played Oblivion 2 and I thought that one was very RPG focused but when Skyrim came out it sort of was more like action based cuz a lot of people now look at Skyrim in a different way, like because they wanted uh, Bethesda go back to their RPG roots, um, and that particularly ex- like extended to Fallout 4, because whenever Fallout 4 came out, that was no longer an RPG; that was more just a shooter at that point. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Did you ever yeah, play Fallout didn't. 4? No, that's, like I said, I got it on my uh, laptop here, and I got my lab because uh, Steam has those crazy sales all the time. And yeah. I got it for like, I don't know, five or ten bucks one month, one year. But um, I've just never really got into it. Like I started it up and got through a little ways of it and I got to where you can start building up that one. It might be a gas station or something, you can fortify it or something, but Oh yeah. I don't know, man, the just first town into Fallout three and, and yeah, getting into Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas. Uh like I love New Vegas if you never played it. And I just never really got into 4. Just I mean, I know I can probably spend time and get into it. It's just I don't know. it just didn't catch me. It's as a fun game. Other. It's okay, but it's not it yeah, it's not an RPG. It's it's basically a shooter. I think it's just okay. It's not that great. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, I don't know if you ever played 1 and 2, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. Um they're on PC and you've played Arcanum, right? Like Arcanum. Uh barely. I think Jared showed me it a little bit, but I haven't played too much of it. Okay, well, we'll probably put it on the podcast cuz me and Jared um he definitely uh he's definitely played it so much, just like I did and uh man, Fallout one and fallout two play very similar to that one. It's more point and click, so it's definitely a little bit different. Mm-hmm. okay, but uh with that, like we've been uh, rambling on about RPGs for quite a while, and i'm I'm glad we did, but what I'll do is uh we wanted to go ahead and uh throw out our favorite RPGs to end this one and for me, like I had to think about it for a very long time because there's so many I love and there's so many I hold in such high regard. I mean, there's Persona 4 Golden, there's Persona 3, I liked it a lot, but I mean, not as much as 4. I love Persona 5, Um, but for me, and of course, Final Fantasy, Oblivion, everything we've talked about, man, I've loved them. But if I had to pick one game that I would consider my favorite RPG, and it's a more recent one, and we mentioned it earlier, I'd have to say it's Dragon Quest XI. Um, that is okay. my favorite RPG of all time right now. And that's just because the way it ends, um, I don't want to spoil it for you because I'm probably going to make you play it sometime even though it's not part of the podcast. But mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll probably want to eventually. But man, that game, and if you play the Dragon Quest series throughout, um, it it screams of nostalgia. Plus it has nostalgia for the older games. And it also has so much new content. Man, that game was like, it was 110 hours for me to beat, I think, 105, 110, something like that. And Gosh. it didn't feel like it. That was one game I put 110 hours in, and I, and I could have kept going another 100 hours and not felt anything about it. It was it was awesome. I was kind of sad that it was over at 110 hours. And that's, usually I'm done. <laughs> that was impressive. So that's my yeah. number one of all time as of right now. Maybe It might change tomorrow. Who knows? But <laughs> currently yeah. that's where I'm at. How about you? Okay,
1: man. Well, uh, my favorite of all time, which we, I was dancing around it because I didn't want to say mine because uh, you mentioned it a few times. My favorite of all time is Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Uh, that game I did play before okay. Fallout 3 at my friend Nick's house. And I have by far the most nostalgia with that game of any RPG I've ever played. Uh, I would go over his house every day. We was about 13 years old. He, his room was in the att- like in the attic. And it was shaped really, really weird. It was like an X. So it was like shaped in the shape of his room. So his room was like an X. And it was, it was one of the coolest rooms I've ever seen. And we would sit there and we would play Oblivion wow. for all night long for hours. And uh, I remember uh, calling some girls uh, that went to a different school than us while we were playing it. And we would talk to them on the phone, like little 13-year-olds. And it was just, I don't know, I, I, every time I hear that music, it makes me want to cry. It's just, like, one of those uh, games that was just uh, so influential. And now Oblivion is kind of a joke. I don't know if you've yeah, seen no. those uh, videos of people who will play Oblivion music over, like, awkward people talking and shit. And it's just, like, because uh, the Oblivion characters now are so funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's still, man, if I go watch, back to right? it, I fucking love that game. It's It's just by far one of my favorites, for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. But um, yeah, that's what that's um that's why I picked it up there too. That one, Morrowind. I put both of those above Skyrim, and I love Skyrim. But uh, yeah, but yeah, man. I guess um, I guess I guess we can go ahead and wrap up this episode. Like I know it's just supposed to be a little side episode, but we kind of went on for a while, which is great. And uh, we're probably not going to be done talking about RPGs later. We'll probably maybe hone in on some different genres, maybe certain games later. But uh, we don't know what we're going to do with the side quest series. So don't think of any. Uh, we're going to be like with a certain platform, or it's going to go a certain way, we're kind of just uh, putting these out there for a little bit of extra, little bit of extra content while we wait on our good episodes to come out or our main episodes. I mean, I don't think this will be a bad episode by no means, but I mean, it's not our, it's not the Retro Jammers episode sixteen. It's just a little side thing we're doing just to give you guys something to listen to. So hopefully you enjoyed it, um, and thank you for listening. And if you did enjoy it, uh, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you take a screenshot of it and send it to us, um, we were trying to give away a PlayStation Classic. So the first hundred people that do that, we're going to be giving that PlayStation Classic away. So all you got to do is send us that screenshot either on Facebook, just look up Retro Jammers, or hit up our Twitter handle. It's at Retro Jammers. And also, even if you just want to leave a review and not deal with sending us a screenshot for some reason, that's cool too. It really does help build our podcast. So if you enjoyed it, just uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, hopefully we can get that next episode... Uh, recorded here soon so you'll have something else to listen to but thank you guys thank you Henry. you got anything else no man i'm good to go see you guys